podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Do you like it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's four seconds longer than the last one, but um, if you want to see it, that's very long. It's very cool. long. I have to say, now, if I was tuned into the channel and that intro came on, I'd turn it off. Gave up. Gave gave up already. Where's this going to the top? I was thinking to myself, are we sponsored by Billy Hill? Because the first thing I noticed was massive sponsorship there with Graham Sionis and Kenny Douglas. So, uh, now we're sending an invoice with him, Hill, just to let you know. You go. uh, good evening. Welcome along to the forum. It, of course, it's a Christmas time. I want to say good evening to everyone um, that's that's there at Christmas. Uh, if you're not Catholic, Christian, Protestant, whatever it is, um, happy Hanukkah. That's the Jewish lads. Um, for the Muslim lads, Allah Akbar. Um, and then no. For, no. No. No, you no. don't say that. No. Why? No, you can't say that. Is that no, not Christmas no, greetings no, there, though? No, um, the Muslims... Um, they have um oh what's it called? I was always slagging bleeding grizz over in the right way, is it? Eid. But that's oh, on every yeah. yeah. there's another one. There's another one. Who's next? There's another one. Well, we can come back to that. For yeah, the, look the, it up. the Mexican lads, Feliz Navidad. because um, yeah. that that's great at Christmas time. Um, what do the Scientologists do? No. The Scientologists don't no. celebrate anything. They celebrate the festival in Swan in a month that they created between February and March because they have 13 months in their year. So it's uh, it's very important. It's and a mad old religion, that, isn't it? The Scientologists. Give imagine, them all your darkest no, secrets and then they hold you to ransom. It is, yeah. It is. Of course it's a religion. What? When? So a fella wrote a book. Right? L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, let's, let's take break this down. A when? Was this a couple of years ago you wrote it? In the 1950s. No, in this, yeah, the 50s. I think. Ah, he's book. just making stuff up. Hang on. Well, there fella, is that too. But... Yeah, when you hear what the book is. There's, there's a fella that wrote a book in the 1950s about these aliens and fellas to come and invade the body. Is this Tom Cruise's mob? This yeah. is Tom Cruise's mob, right? right. Um, and then something about a spaceship in a field and they bought a ranch then in Los Angeles and they put people to walk in a gaff, right? right. So that's that's them. The Scientologist lads, which which is a bit mad, but then you think about the fella who wrote the book about a fella who got nailed to a cross and stuck up on a hill. Well, that's a bit mad. Yeah, and then but you get, that's, that's, that's insane. That scene that that lived through the test of time. L. Ron Hubbard stuff, bit make you bit wishy washy. Look, the, the J.R. Tolkien and the lads in the Lord of the Rings. That's gonna at some stage. J.R. Tolkien has got the people are gonna think it's religion. They'll they'll all they'll all join yeah. in there. You've got a lot of people around at this stage. But uh, you know yeah. what? The, the death knell for Scientology was was when it's, John Travolta made see, that movie. That it, battlefield there. Greece. Greece was no, great. not Greece. is great. Greece, Greece, yeah. It's not as good as Greece too, but it is brilliant. No. It's the truest statement ever. Most religions start with a fella wrote a book. 
Like, just think about yeah. it, Gav. A fella wrote a book. Religion <laughs> yeah. wouldn't exist without a fella writing a book. I know. So, uh, I'm all, uh, listen, I'm, um, uh, Christopher Bourne says, and I want to read this out, he says, Hi all, I'm Anthony McConville's hubby. Anthony McConville is a long-time subscriber to the channel. I'm a new sub. You have our whole family, wife, kids, everything. They're all subscribed now. Um, the we wife, like the, the husband, like all to. the kids. I like that. So, okay. Uh, so the kids are subscribed. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You watch. Right. Yeah. So this fella wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> Man writes book. <laughs> Man writes book. Are we uh, saying books are bad? No, we're just saying that any book could become a religion. So in a thousand years' time, everyone could be walking around talking about this kid who was called um, Harry, and he had a magic wand, and he saved the world from being taken over by a warlock uh, who flew around in a bus. Yeah. Right, so it's like this is this is what there's, there's not enough variety in them ones, Phil. I think that needs to be a bit of. I mean, I know the Bible is long, I didn't know Scientology was a religion, yeah. 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 I thought they were just missing, I just thought they were having the crack. You get in, they audit you to go in, but they tell you you have to give you your deepest secrets, like whatever your really deepest shit is, and then you give them loads of money and they keep you in I there by threatening to blade and tell your secrets. It's an absolute swindle. swindle is that so? It's, it's just it's it's a it's a Immoral, like fucking, you know, you know when you go over to Spain. What are them things called when you go to Spain? You're offered an apartment. And it turns out you what are they called? Timeshare. Timeshare. Yeah. Um, it's just a moral timeshare. Holiday is what well, it is. Yeah, it's it's a financial one because to to move up the right the, the ladder in Scientology, you have to pay money. Mm. So there is well, a. It's not like they have come around with the tray on the Sunday like this. No, is no, proper, it's Tom Cruise and John Travolta. Trevor wants us to talk about the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I don't know much about Mormons. The Jehovah's Witnesses used to come around um, my area when I was a kid, knocking on the doors, and people always said they were quite persistent. I found them lovely. Um, yeah. Very well-dressed, very um, very mannerly. Um, didn't have much respect for their shoes because you just kept ramming them in your door, you know, and you're trying to close them. Um, your man go, that fella's out there. He fuck him out and take his foot out of the door. The Mormons are great, lads. Um, I don't the know Mormons. much about the Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones from Utah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they're the ones who headed into... Um, what was his your man's name? It was like Larry something. Or he, to- he took the... He wanted to marry his cousins or something, and he headed off into Utah, and he uh, could marry all the women he wanted at that stage. And mm. uh, yeah. like I once played a game of heads and volleys, or on the volley, as we called it, um, with uh, two Jehovah Witnesses. Um, on the road, were they any good? Were they any yeah, one of them wasn't bad. We stuck one of them in goal. Um, but yeah, one of them, one of them wasn't bad. Yeah. But is isn't isn't religion a bit mad when you when you do step back and think about it? Because it's just fellas writing stuff in a book, and loads of people believe it and say, yeah, that's that that happened. That really happened. Look, you if you if I get if you pick up a book of the 2014-2014 season, like about ten people have written that book, right? And you won't agree with half the stuff that's in there because you lived it. So imagine somebody picking up the Bible now and going, "That didn't happen. That's a lot of bollocks. That wasn't that wasn't, do that 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 wasn't day. Jesus at all. That wasn't Jesus at all. That was Tom, Tom the Carpenter. That, don't Tom do that every day. Tom was definitely Tom, Tom Christ. Tom, no, Tom was a great magician. He used to do this trick with the Romans all the time, where he'd hammer them to a cross, and he used to get him to get himself down and reappear in a different town three days later. I was like, audience here, Phil. Move on. Move on. <laughs> right anyway back to the well, football the good evening <laughs> Grant Grant don't get me started on the Catholics <laughs> you know what they're famous for 
and it's uh, hiding the Hitler's money. Uh, anyway, on, on. <laughs> Do you know what? I was listening to a brilliant song the other day. Can I just say this before we go on? Yeah, love before a good we get song. to the football. Um, I was listening, I, I've got back into Christy Moore over the last while, and I was listening to um, I was listening to uh, a live album from him from three or four years ago. And I ended up down this rabbit hole of Christy Moore live shows, and I ended up watching one from them. The the what's that famous place in in um in Glasgow? The, the, where do you do the concerts? Oibrox. The Barrowlands. <laughs> Oibrox. <laughs> don't think Christy Moore played Oibrox. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> no, the Barrowlands, the Barrowlands. Uh, <laughs> but I've really got into it. Um, and I was listening to one called um, uh, La Quinta Brigada, and it's a fucking great song. Yeah, Have a listen to it. Go, go and look up Christy Moore, Barrowlands, La Quinta Brigada. Um, Viva La Quinta Brigada. What a song. Yeah. Just, just when, there you go. That's a little um, thing. When you were going down the music rabbit hole, I was hoping it was going to be Greece because you sort of teased Greece earlier. No, no, no. And you just whipped it away with Christy Moore. No, uh, Taurus is where I arrive late and you are doing religion. I was just having a bit of talk around the ah, Christmas yeah. time and all. Um, John, but, uh, Wolf, no. Tones, Wolf Tones were back up to Christy at Oibrox, supposedly, Keith. So it was, uh, it's, a, it's a great, great, great show, supposedly. It's a, yep. it's a good uh, one. They supplied, they supplied their own uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> just, what are we on to now? I'm just saying, um, Viva La Quinta Brigada. Go, go and right. have a look at it. Um, what a song. Is that not a Coldplay song, song though? No, they're giving up the music in 2025. It's the biggest Christmas present we all no, got this year. Do you not, I love, I love Coldplay. The great no. stuff. Yeah. How can they're you hate a bit them? bland. They're a bit bland. It's a bit like Abba. Ah, no, don't oh, start no. about Abba. Abba are great. See, I'm telling you, lads, oh, in no, 20 years very time, much take it or leave it. Mohammed, Mohammed like, says to any the same new... songs once for like twenty singles. <laughs> Mohammed says to any new subscribers, <laughs> hang in there and welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, we do talk about football, but it's Christmas. You have to talk about Guinness and and religion books yeah. and feel uh, wrongly, very very wrongly, um, saying what the Muslims celebrate at Christmas. Well, um, I apologise <laughs> to the Muslim lads. Um, I it's wasn't quite... And what's the other one? It's you not Oid, there are always... No, do you have um, Eid or Oid? Um, there's two have, Oids, isn't there? <laughs> I'm Little just thinking of something. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't say it out loud. But there's, there's another one. There's another has celebration to do with the famous five, though. So. <laughs> do you have, there's another celebration you have. It's Oid and... What's the other one called? Surely someone in the chat... Ramadan. Ramadan. I said yeah, Ramadan. Yeah, Ramadan. Yeah, they put us to shame with our Lent nonsense. Oh, yeah, we yeah. take a break, they don't, don't, we yeah. <laughs> don't we take a break? Don't we take a break? I remember being in. I remember being in Africa for uh, Ramadan at one stage, and my God, what well, you must have been just passing through. You in Africa? Yeah, you, like yeah. Africa's a country. Yeah, I was just passing through. <laughs> Africa. I just, yeah, but you, have, like, you said that as if like oh, you lived there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, did you? Garmax says the LFC pray trippers. Never know. <laughs> them fuckers make it's a fortune. You know them fellas in America. They do. The, the evangel- evangel- yeah. evangelical. evangelical Christians. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, they're, they're, and they're scary. Like if you took America and you actually stripped it right back and took away the normal people that are there, my it's God. Mad. Did you see that video Westboro, earlier? Westboro Baptist Church. I promise we got oh. into football in a minute. But Phil, did you see that video earlier of the girl with the graph? <laughs> The video. She's on a she's no. on a call. She's on a yeah. call. I think with a, with a friend of hers, and she goes, "Here is a graph. The blue the blue lines on the graph tell you the COVID cases in America, right? 
And the red line tells you the amount of complaints the Yankee candle because the scent has gone out of the candle, right? <laughs> and the red line matches the blue line. And every time the COVID cases go up, Yankee candle get loads of calls saying, listen, the smell has gone out of your candle. It's all the people with COVID. You can't smell it. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, stop. I'm sending it to you now. I'm sending it to you now. Don't watch it after. I'm off. Good luck. I'm not off to watch this. Uh, anyway, right, lads. Yeah. We, have to, we have to get back, get away from the fun stuff and, and the thing. We have to get back to talking football. Um, what, what we said we were going to um, discuss uh, stuff tonight on the pod. And I think the first thing we were going to discuss was five subs. In the light of the various different things that are going on, uh, Jurgen Klopp seems to be getting attacked and pilloried by an awful lot of other fans. Was for everything, but uh, uh, yeah, for for mentioned that we should have five subs, despite the fact that Pep, Tuchel, um, Ranić, anyone with half a brain are saying we should be using five subs, particularly in the current environment, because they're not quite sure what impact of the various different illnesses and this time period to have over Christmas um, is going to have. And when you go back to the Champions League, has allowed five subs right the way through the competition because of this very thing. Um, so, lads, are we at the point where anyone who's not agreeing with five subs is sort of way behind where football has gone? Both, and I'm, I'm not even getting down. I'm not even going down the COVID route hole just yet, but just around the athleticism, etc., that's involved in games. Um, and if you strip away from or step away from the idea that it's just the big clubs who want five five subs, that the reality is that these players are being walked into the ground, and you can see it with the number of injuries to, to, to big players that we're having. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go on. Um, this has all come off the back of Jurgen Klopp's. Um, press conference earlier I think it was and he's saying basically what like you said what other managers are saying but it seems when Klopp says it he's comes across or oh, he's moaning and he's this and he's that and it's the same Jürgen Klopp that um, I think maybe an after game during lockdown away at Brighton maybe where our uh, Des Kelly has a goal do you remember um, and he's saying these things about five subs and he's saying about this and he's saying about that and you know, the big thing at the time was, why are we playing at, on a 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night away in Europe and coming home and being given a half-12 game? And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said the exact same thing on the same fucking day, right? Or 24 hours maybe afterwards. Where he had to go and play, I think it was away in Russia, and come back and play everything at Goodison on a half-12. Mm-hmm. He said the exact same thing. And Klopp was the one that was the moaner. They've changed that, by the way. You can't play on a Wednesday night now and be a half twelve kickoff in the Champions League, right? Um, and all Klopp, all Klopp is trying to say is, look, I want it for everyone, not just for my and it, it benefit. It's not for my benefit. It's for everyone's benefit. And the reason he's asking for it is, is a, he's not even making the point about. Sorry, he's not even making the point about the, the schedule because he says we're used to the schedule. That's what the schedule is, Grant. But when you look at the injuries that are involved now, you have COVID cases involved now, and you have players that are out and they're being rushed back to play immediately because if you have a few injuries, you can deal with it. If you have injuries in COVID, you're struggling. And then when them players are available again, you're trying to lash them back in. So why don't you give us five subs to try reduce the risk on players, right? 
And it makes absolute sense. It makes absolute sense. But the biggest problem Klopp had with it was, look, we all get a vote in the Premier League meeting at the start of the season, wherever it is. But 14 members have to agree to something to make a change, which is not a democracy. Simply isn't, right? You should have, listen, there's 20 votes if you get 11. It changes. You know, the sort of way. He used Burnley as an example. He wasn't having a go at Burnley. He was just saying, look, I don't know how many players these have are international breaks. We could go and have 63 games this season. Plus, and that's fine. But what he's saying is, with the situation we have now, if you cannot change the schedule, right, to try help out because there's so many games, fair enough, just give us something back. Five <coughs> subs. Now, the smaller clubs will claim, oh, well, five subs is more advantage to you because you've better players than us. That's not the point. The point is, is that the smaller clubs, and we said this last season, the smaller clubs will play through this, play through this, play through this, and moan at the back end of the season when there's players out and fatigued and they're in danger of relegation and they don't have the squads and we've too many games and this time. You know, it always goes full circle and the people that are against it give out about it. It's just the way it is. But Phil, to be honest with you, if you think Jurgen Klopp is moaning for the sake of moaning, there's something wrong with you. He's saying something to to absolutely help everybody. How much it helps you or how much it helps you is the exact same because you have to forget what squad you have and stuff. And Look, <clears throat> he's made points and I think he's been spot on. And, and last week he made very, very good points after the Spurs game and he didn't say a word to him after. In normal circumstances, he would have hand, thrown a book at him, two-game touchline ban, and he never opened that mouth because he knew everything he said was bang on. And at the end of the day, you know, he is Liverpool manager, but I'll tell you something. I've seen Leeds fans today going, well, he's this and he's that and I've seen, and this. And, and I'm kind of going, well, I'll tell you what, ask Bielsa what he thinks. Because I'll tell you something now, Bielsa's being hit the hardest by injuries and COVID on top. Now, he's had the game called off. But overall, Bielsa's been absolutely slammed in the squad and he'd love nothing more than to have five subs in a game to try to help him out with what he's got left at his disposal. It's, it's fucking stupid. Can I touch on that? Complete sense. Can I touch on that Leeds point as well? Something about Leeds. I will. I'll touch away. Cheers, um, thanks. The, the Leeds <laughs> That's as what the Pope said. That's it. Whoa. <laughs> the actor said to the bishop, we're going back to that. Oh, um, don't. No, no. Um, Bielsa, right? Leeds have a style of play and it's intensity and it's run, run, run. And they were excellent last season. But Calvin Phillips this year has struggled with injuries and things like that and hasn't been at his, his, his best. And he is the key player for Leeds. He is the, the cog in that mid- midfield, in that machine that can drop into the defence. And that's because he's now an England regular, an England international. It's taken its toll on him. So Leeds fans need to see that bigger picture as well. Do you know what I mean? This isn't Jurgen Klopp having a moan. And I'm not digging out Leeds, I'm just using them as an example. But Calvin Phillips has suffered because he's now playing... The Bielsa football for two or three years, very intense, and then has England in the summer as well, which adds on to that, which is a tournament, and he played all the games for England as well. So that intensity on the body, Leeds will see that, right? And it's not a dig at them, but the more international players you have at that top level, the more of a toll it takes. Now, look, Leeds have international players all over that squad. Most Premier League teams do, even Burnley. But the more you have playing in tournaments, summer tournaments, in high-end, uh, intense internationals, it's going to take that toll. And Klopp was right what he said. You know, he said this last season, as you said, Gav, he touched um, in lockdown and he got lashed out of it. And the argument at the time was, but he only ever makes two subs. He's moaning about five subs and he's only making two. And the counter to that was simply, he couldn't make a third one 
because he had to keep a toward change back in case he needed it in the 87th minute. So he was forced to, you know, two subs and that was it. And his argument was, well, if you have five, you can freshen things up, keep players fitter. But he didn't see it. It was too much of a... At that time, you touched on the early kickoff, the Wednesday, early Saturday thing. It was like a, a witch hunt for Klopp. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, a poor Klopp, poor Jorgen. But at the time, Des Kelly was on the telly every week. Jeff Schreis was on the telly every week. And they were looking for sound bites. And they were looking to get them on every little thing. And it just built and built and built. Now, you see teams are saying it. You've got... Uh, Tugel is moaning like fuck about it you've got Pep is moaning like fuck about it you've got Ranić is moaning Ranić is only at United about two weeks and you've given yeah, but, it's, but, it's it. not, but it doesn't matter how long they're at the clubs what they're looking at is they're looking at the effects that the the fixture list is null don't mind that that's what the fixture list is what they're saying is is that you, we can get through this fixture list with a certain amount of injuries but if you throw COVID on top of it the people that are meant to cover that injuries are now not playing and now we're left with young lads coming on, right, in the, in the squads, which is fine. Gives them a chance. But what they're trying to say is, instead of us trying to rush these people back, because it's a multi-million pound game every single weekend, instead of rushing these fellas back, right, and depending on them, we might be able to bring them back and put them on the bench. But knowing we can use five and yeah. not be throwing them three on in desperation every single week. It, it's player welfare, but you see, <clears throat> for me, player welfare only counts when you look at your own situation. And I don't know if, 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 like, if you lads agree with it, Kev will probably want to say on this, but this all kicked off by two clubs chancing their arm, right? And a third mm-hmm. one chancing their arm on top of that, right? But, and now we're literally down to, and I think this is why we're down to it. We're down for tit for tat now, right? Regardless of player meetings or manager meetings or captain meetings or club meetings, whatever it is, we're down to tit for tat now because I'd say behind the scenes, certain clubs know how other certain clubs acted and it's going to be a case of, well, I would usually vote, but fuck them. I'm not doing it now. And that's what I think it might be. Kev, before you jump in, um, and I want you to start, because we're going to get to postponing games next, but so I don't want to just start to cross over just yet into it. But the the one counter argument I have to the five subs rule and it's, it's something that isn't put in, is is the argument that's put up by nearly all of them at the same time when they're making the argument for five subs, is that this is the only league in Europe that doesn't have a winter break. So if you aren't gonna, if you aren't prepared to open up the number of subs that the team can use, then you need to bring a proper winter break in. None of this pretend staggered break that they're going to put at the last week of February, the last week of January, first week of February. And to do it, as much as people derided them for being in England for five minutes, you're going to have to scrap one of the domestic competitions because the only reason they can't accommodate a proper winter break is because the League Cup prevents them from playing enough league games prior to Christmas um, to facilitate this. So yeah. is, is is there an alternative, Kev, to the to, to the five subs or is five subs the way that we need to get it? Five subs should have come in at the start of the season because it was so easy to foresee this winter. You don't have to be a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist. Anyone with an ounce of common sense knows that when it gets cold, people stay inside more. You have a higher risk of catching COVID if you're surrounded by people who are indoors in poorly ventilated areas. We know this. And every winter, it lashes rain, it's cold, wet, miserable, dank, and we want to sit inside and watch football and COVID has spread like wildfire. We knew this was going to come. Every league in Europe, to their credit, said, yeah, we're going to go with five subs. We're also one of the only major leagues in Europe to have two cup, domestic cup competitions on top of an expanded European program now as well. And that European program is only going to get bigger in the next three or four years. 
you've seen it tonight, the Newcastle game, when, say, Maximum pulled up with an injury late on in the game, purely by fatigue, because he went off injured a couple of games ago, and he was wrapped up like a sausage, stuffed sausage pudding in the next time he came out with the amount of bandages he had on him. He shouldn't have been anywhere near a, p- a pitch tonight for 90 minutes, but this affects smaller clubs, I think, more than bigger clubs. Every, there's 20 clubs in the Premier League, 1 to 11, every single one of those clubs has a star player. A group of two or three 20 to 30 million pound players were very, very good. You miss any one of them, you're going to have to accommodate that within your squad. You throw injuries, you throw COVID on top of that situation, it's going to be worse for you. You're paying, playing players through pain barriers that is just stupid and not counterproductive. Klopp's biggest argument at the start of all of this, pre-Christmas, when he was first asked about it, was the games between the 26th and the 28th. He said it was absolutely ridiculous that you have two games within 48 hours of each other. It shouldn't happen. Be- because of the COVID situation. Hmm. Because of common sense. It, no, but no, he's, no, but he's made point, that argument point, all the way through. No, the point he made was, the point he made was, is that, we can play the 26th and we can play the 28th, but I think it's ridiculous. And what he was saying was, is that in a no, in normal circumstances where there's no COVID, he understands the schedule. You play on the 20th, you play on the 26th, you play on the 28th or 29th, and you play probably New Year's Day or the or the second. The second. Right? So you've 26, 28. Uh, I think the Liverpool's schedule was 26, 28, second. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. And he's okay with that. What he's saying he is actually no, he's not. No, he, what, he's no, but always, what he's saying, Kev, is that when you have this situation, it's ridiculous. Yeah, on top of that, yeah, because you can deal with certain things, right? Injuries, suspensions, whatever, you can get through them uh, on this schedule and you can mix stuff around with COVID thrown in, it actually takes away any chance of rotation. So what so what he was saying was Instead of saying 26, 28, just play us all on the 26, all on the okay. 29, and all on the 1st or 2nd. We're yeah. all getting our fucking three games in, and it's the all problem, The problem you've got is this fixture on the 28th was put out to tender to Amazon. And Amazon uh, wanted want their games played on time, on schedule, for the money that they've paid out up front. They don't give a shit. And, right, you know... You pay. You take the money. You that you dance with the devil, and that's what happens. Yeah. Or, you know, more. There's more people at home with nothing to watch. <laughs> this time of year, it's it's the biggest money making advertising revenue that the, these TV companies are ever going to have, and their biggest product is football. And if they could get more of it on, they would. What screwed us this year more than most was the League Cup uh, against Leicester first time round on top of the game on the 26th that we should have had and then the 28th on top, whereas you've got some clubs who've had a 10-day break going into this, and they might suffer for it down the line. But right now, it's a massive advantage to, to, to them, and you're seeing it in the performance levels and the running levels of these clubs that have had an extended break. I mean, tonight, look, Manchester United aside, they're a basket case, complete fuck-up. But... The vast majority of clubs who've had a break, when they come back, you're seeing increased running levels and you're seeing increased performance levels. And it's an unfair advantage. I mean, we haven't played now since the first Leicester game the other the other night. We've had time to get everyone back. 
everyone fit and firing who's available. This isn't about us, but there are clubs from 1 to 20 that are a COVID problem away from having 14 plus 1 in their squad. And the Premier League... I don't believe that for a second, by the way. Yeah, but look, the league are not going to call off games very much nowadays. You know, I don't know what the procedures were. We're we're all up in the air. We're all guessing what the procedures are. We haven't a bloody clue. And it's yeah, frustrating. But we, yeah, but Kev, we don't have a clue because no one's come out and said it. Yeah. You know, like the Premier League have gone from doing nothing, right? To saying no more cancellations and then cancel the fucking game a couple of hours later, um, with a couple of hours notice. I think it was Watford v Norwich, right? Yeah. And then said if you have 13 players, including a goalkeeper, okay, you must play a game. Now, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're telling me that any Premier League team do not have 13 players, including the goalkeeper, available for a Premier League game between the first team squad and the under-23 squad, I think you're off your fucking rocker. And the thing is, Wolves got called off against Arsenal. And the wording behind it was, Wolves have been successful in their petition. There shouldn't be a petition. There should be something set in place where they just put the information down and go, Look, I was under the impression that you get your PCR test, you get your PCR results, you forward those on to the medical department at the Premier League. The Premier League have your injury list that's been verified by their doctors. They have the PCR tests as verified by the by the National Health or whoever they've subbed it out to for millions. And they subtract who's available. Is the PCR the test independent? Yeah, they sold it off. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. It wasn't. It's not done by the NHS. It's done by an outside contractor. So could you? Could you? Are they coming in and doing the testing, or could are, are they submitting their own? No, swaps? what I'd say is, just, you know, just, I, I would say it's a company that's doing it, and what they're doing is they they have a team, you know, a team of X amount of people assigned to every Premier League club. They, they go all to the care. same labs, Gav. They all go to the same labs as every other Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. And they get the results by 10, p- 10 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. There well, isn't specific I, the one, COVID labs for the Premier League. Maybe, yeah, maybe somebody. Uh, that's probably maybe a somebody problem. Ch- maybe somebody to check in the voice because obviously they've got a medical department and all, right? Um, but if 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 it's down to the medical department to collect the swabs, it'd be a very easy one to get your game called off, wouldn't it? No, that's why. That's why I think. Um, Sit there, Virgil. I know yes, you're caught yeah, up positive. Yeah. We're going to take eleven samples out of you and send them into the Premier League. No, I, I think. I think Kev's right. I think what happens is, is that um, there's a team in situ around all Premier League uh, training grounds with regards to you know testing players and coming in independently, testing them and sending it off and get the results back and letting the clubs know because yeah. um, there was yeah. some about the around the Palace and. Sports game where Palace were got the results were delayed and yep. getting back to the club. Um, so it wasn't the club themselves, it was it was whoever was doing it had delayed it. Now, Palace made the claim that, um, you know, we had to delay travel to a hotel. Uh, this is Palace against Sports in London, it's the London team against the London team and delayed travel, um, which is fucking laughable. Um, but wasn't it uh, funny how the Sports fans weren't as concerned about? the player welfare of Palace, they were, get the game played, get the game played. Because Spurs have already dropped a number of games and for them to start losing anymore causes an awful fucking headache for them to squeeze in. Were they three games behind? Yeah, but now they're not in Europe. They can play those fixtures on the nights that they should be in Europe. So it's no big Yeah, but that's that's, that's only if it suits suits the players. If it suits the other club, but I think the other clubs, yeah, but the other clubs they've got to play against are not in Europe either as far as I know. We're moving into the postponed games, and I know it does cross the line. So, in terms of the, the subs, 
like again, I, I think I think five subs. If if UEFA has already made the decision that five subs was the rule for a tournament that's still where, where seasons are still in the middle of a pandemic, it's beyond stupid that a national competition doesn't fall in behind it because if you get it wrong, you just look like a tit. Right, and if for one season, it's not going to make that much of a difference. They were already using five subs last season, and if the teams are calling for it, uh, going back to Gavs, this idea of fourteen of fourteen of the nineteen teams having to vote for it, like, yeah, eleven, eleven of the nineteen teams, or have have a sixty percent majority or fifty five percent majority, no, just majority, twenty teams, and if eleven yeah. vote for it, it's a majority. <laughs> you know, you can but, all say we all, they can all say oh, we all get an equal vote. Well, you don't really. Because we'll all get one vote each, but you have to fall down on the fourteen plus side mm. instead of eleven plus side. Like you know, if the four of us took a vote here, we'd have to say, Look, you have the majority, so three of us have to fucking vote for this, don't we? You and know, then the house like side and vote. Yeah, yeah, or you well not you because like you know, you're fucking mental. It's like um, so God knows what's what your favourite hair gel? Well, it's not and for then you. My anyway. vote doesn't count. <laughs> you don't so, wear hair gel. I'm in the top six. Yous are in the bottom fourteen, and yous yeah. just tell you're like your anti hair gel. Uh, Keith, Keith does have hair gel when he wears his rug out at the weekends. You yeah, should see the should see the the, the, the quiff he has that, going on. Out there. I'd yeah, love yeah, to see. I'd love. Tra- you know, I'd, tra- love tra- to I'd, love, I'd love to bring Keith somewhere, you know, and just ask him could he tailor a rug for his head. <laughs> You've got to wear a black shirt with a white suit. No, I'd make a day of it, Keith. I'll bring you out for your breakfast and we go and we do that and we get you fitted for it and we go and have a few points and all. Would you be up for it? Would he have to grow out the side first? No. To mix it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, do you know what? I was in Spain. I was in Spain in the summer and they put a wig on me on one of the... No, no, no. On one of the shows that was on, they put a wig on me and it broke out in a rash and fucking... The thing was born. That's because it was bleeding, that. crawling, or whatever. It probably wasn't the best wig in fairness. Yeah, six thousand people on. But uh, it was a yeah, wig from Blanchestown. It was crawling in COVID. It was. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, was, um, but going back to the the, the the logical progression on from the five subs is the postponements because I think it's mad. I think the whole thing is mad. That the, these clubs, I don't agree with any postponements. I'm just I'm just gonna be straight here, right? So unless you have 40 players down with COVID, the game shouldn't be getting postponed. There's a reason why they have under 19 academies, um elite academies and all this type of stuff. There's players there. And whether teams like it or not, they have enough players to fulfill these fixtures. Right? And I don't care if Harry Kane's not, and if it happened to us, I'd be saying that's the fucking that's 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 what happens. That's, That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. 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 What's and the story with the NFL, Phil, and the NBA? Because they went through a bit of a, an issue there in the last couple of weeks. What's the story so with that? With, with the NFL, they've done whatever they can to accommodate the team. So instead of playing the game on a, on a Sunday night, or there was the, the Browns game when they played on Saturday night. That's grand. They, uh, they moved them out to a Tuesday night. So basically, they, they tried to wait until the... Because the, their testing regime is different, right? So right. they basically... Um, it used to be two antigen tests, but they can return now once they're vaccinated within 24 hours of their negative antigen tests. So you can get the players back quicker into the games themselves. So they're, they're, it's not stopping what's going on. Um, <clears throat> I, can't, I don't know what's going on with the NBA. There was talk about to bring them into a, an internal tournament where they put the players back in a bubble to get yeah, the season. Florida, what they did last year, wasn't it? Yeah. But it seems that, that again, they seem to have gotten their um, 
cases under control. There's still a lot of cases that are in it, but they've they've been signing players, allowing players to come in on temporary deals for 10 days and 15 day deals so that the teams had players to play in the games. So they removed the transfer window restrictions to accommodate teams to allow you to sign emergency players to cover key positions across yeah, the board. Yeah, the leagues aren't playing in Europe at the minute, so there's plenty yeah. of players about. Yeah, and then I think as I'm saying, the, the NFL is not testing. They're not testing the fully vaccinated players with no symptoms. So if you're asymptomatic, you're not being tested, right? So they don't know if if you have yeah, it or not, yeah. and that's down to the player. Then it's 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 up to the player to decide whether they want to be tested or, or whether they want to be tested. So it's leaving the player welfare. And by the way, this is the NFLPA signed off on this, so that's the players' association signed off yeah. on it because they lose out. The players don't get paid if they miss the games. Yeah. They miss out on their bonuses and their incentives. So they their big thing is to play and play the matches. But it, for me, in the Premier League, this postponement is, is baffling me. I get it if there's a... Like, if... The, there was a, Okay, going back to Gav, the pod that we did in the Middlesbrough game. Do you remember Middlesbrough court got the, got points deducted for not being able to field the team because they had the flu, right? Yeah, they all, and they got relegated massive, over. There was a massive flu outbreak in Middlesbrough, way to Blackburn, I think. Yeah. And... Basically, told the Premier League on the day of the game, we can't turn up. We've no fucking players left, and um, they all have the flu. Didn't show up. Three points, a three yeah. nil loss, um, and I think they end up going down. By they a get point. relegated. They get relegated because yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but lads, it doesn't make sense. It just postponement no. to me it doesn't make sense. Am I, I, am I on my own here? No, no, Premier no, League it made a lot for their own back by allowing the United game and. It doesn't make sense Leicester because and Chelsea do at the start, you know. It doesn't make sense because and this is my opinion, and if people want to go against it, that's fairly that's fine, right? Yeah. The first thing that happened with this, and I've said yeah. I've said it a couple of times. The first time that this happened was Spurs at home in the Europa Conference League. They informed the French club that the game was going ahead. The French club turned up on the day before the game on the Wednesday evening, I think, or the Wednesday afternoon. Fully believing the game is going ahead and then was told the following morning, no, it's not. And um, we have COVID cases. All right. Now, the only word that came out of sports was that they were shutting down the training ground. Now, sports had a game called off against Brighton that weekend. Okay. And the rumor going around is that they were training on the day of the Brighton game. They were training in that training ground. Okay. And um, they've had four of the games called off in the meantime. Manchester United had a game called off against Brentford because of COVID cases. Now, people will tell you that, you know, it's the um, vaccination rate, blah, 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 blah. Manchester United trained the day after that Brentford game, right? <coughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then you had Leicester who came out and said, we've 10 players out, a mixture of injuries. Um, I think there might have been a couple of COVID in there, but there's also players that are tired because they're having to play instead of the guys that have COVID. So basically that makes it COVID related. Okay. Which is <laughs> fucking outrageous. So what happens then is that Leicester take a 10 day break, 10 day break, show back up, show back up at Anfield last Wednesday. Um, we're a full squad. Okay. And um, get knocked out of the league cup. And Brendan Rogers today is saying, well, Liverpool have had a break and we haven't. Okay. So You've only had a break because Leeds couldn't play. Now, for me, it all comes back. It all comes back to the Premier League and how inept they are. Like Kev said earlier, Kev's in Cork, right? We're in we're in Dublin, right? And um, there's people all over the world watching this. There's people on this podcast that are from all different nations and and are living in different nations. We could all see this coming weeks out. We could see it coming because. <coughs> 
you know, Omicron and it was discovered in Africa and it was in 20 European countries and blah, blah. We knew Before what was Africa. coming. Right. Invent, we invented in England. Well, we knew what was coming, okay? And are you telling me that the Premier League could not sit down as a board and say, listen, this is what's coming, okay? We need to be absolutely on the ball. Two football clubs shut down their training ground. Just told the Premier League, we've shut down our training ground. We're training. That's it. And the Premier League went, oh, okay. Oh, well, you don't have to play them. Right? And then they went through this whole thing of no more postponements, like I said earlier. And then they went through postponing games. And then they went through this rule of this, that, and the other. And the worst affected for me is Leeds United, right? Who, ironically, are the ones giving out about Klopp trying to help clubs out, which is mad, because that's the fans I was speaking to today, which was Leeds fans, right? And I couldn't kind of, kind of understand where they were coming from, right? And it was meant to be totally in players, and I don't care what anyone says. No way have Premier League clubs with a full team squad and 20 trays and the testing facilities they have cannot show up with 13 players, including a goalkeeper, that the Premier League have set out. Not a fucking chance. But here we are today, and Wolves have been called off against Arsenal, and there'll be more games caught. Liverpool was called off against Leeds, but Leeds, in fairness, have been ravaged with injuries, and once you threw a couple of covers on top, you probably go, inevitable. how many have you got left? But Leeds could, uh, uh, if you're testing for me, was probably up to 50 players. There's no way you can't get 14. No way. 14 or 14. And what's happened here is, is that a couple of clubs, in my opinion, have chanced their arm and they've got away with it and they've muddied the waters to the absolute point where I think decisions are made, being made on a daily basis and there's no kind of, you know, etiquette as to what's going on. For me, there's none. It's just a case of the petitioning. Wolves were successful in their petition to have that game called off. That's asking the question. That's uh, that's petitioning somebody. Phil, if I petitioned you, you know this. If I petitioned you for something, you go, oh, have Fuck to, off. let me think about it. Yeah, you can have that. I know you can't. But it should be just cold hard facts. If someone and, 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 and when you're tired But when you're tired of when you're tired of five subs, it's funny. Because, right? If if you've a squad of 25. And you name 11 and 7 subs, it's 18. So the seven fellas that there we are squad every week. Yeah. Right? Now, let's say four of them are injured. Right? Okay? There's four injured. So you're down to 21 players. There's still fucking three, four players or whatever left out of your squad every week. If you actually gave five subs, you could say, do you know what? Name all of them. Name fucking all of them. Make it put 20 cunts, right, on the team sheet. You can have nine, nine on, on the bench. bench and you bring young fellas in and you get them to give a chance. And then they'll moan that they don't have all oh, young fellas aren't getting a chance of being sent on loans. It's a vicious circle. But at the end of the day, right, I don't I don't think this is being managed properly whatsoever. COVID is serious, don't get me wrong, but I cannot for the life of me understand how a cl- any club in this league with a forced team squad of 25 and a 23 squad, I think Brentford are the only ones that don't have a 23, by the way, but cannot get you 14 players. I refuse to believe it. But this is this is the key point, isn't it? This is the key point. You have your A squad and your B squad. Your B squad can be made up of any amount of players from your under twenty threes down, right? Um, the A squad is the squad that you that the twenty five players that you give to the Premier League that has to have X amount of homegrown players. Blah 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 blah. And, but you can take as many players as you want from your own academy teams. I just I just lead saying that every single team they had in the club was banjaxed with, with the, an equivalent amount of, of COVID cases because no, it wasn't Leeds, just COVID cases, Leeds, it was injuries. 
The yeah. issue with Leeds Le- was Le- that they had a load of injuries before yeah, Gav, went off. At one stage no, no, last year no, in February, no. we had ten players that were injured. I I understand that. Why wasn't there against Connor? They had Phil. that plus. Phil. But the thing is, Phil, right? When you look at it, right? We went outside our twenty-five man squad to put a squad together. We had jumpers that were playing the eighteens. We had jumpers playing the twenty-threes that never got a sniff. Never got a sniff mm. of near near um the the games. You know what I mean? And they were on benches. Right? Nothing was called off. Now, this isn't about Liverpool and not getting called off last year. But what happened with Liverpool last year was mental. But we had to go get on with it and we had to go with it. But when you throw COVID in now and you're just saying like Liverpool could literally turn around tomorrow and go, I'm closing my training ground. There's loads yep. of them. Like there's hundred and three cases, <laughs> loads says James. Right? hundred and three confirmed cases. So that must be, so you're telling me Wolves is being called off and Leeds is being called off, right? Okay. You would need the vast majority of them 103 to come from them two clubs in order for them to not put out with him. That's the truth. It's simply the truth. Yeah, and the rules are as well that it doesn't matter what position they play. If you turn up and you've got 13 plus one and you don't have a defender amongst the, amongst the 13, it doesn't matter a jot. If you have yeah, five keeper. strikers. Three keepers. Yeah. Doesn't matter a jot. It's put eleven on the pitch and get on with it. We'll that never was get a game what called we off. Under... We'll never get a game called off. And the reason why we, we will never get a game it's called off. It's not in our interest to. No, but we, we've 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 about eleven goalkeepers in our books alone. <laughs> Every year we sign seven po- Polish goalkeepers, a couple of Brazilian lads, some random Irish fella, and the whole lot. Like they just sit there and we send them out alone. The whole lot. Like, we have about eleven. T- Five million go- and you still got Carius. I think Mignolet is banging around somewhere in the back if you look hard enough. He's a bruise. So uh, all, all I'm saying is that you, you gotta none of this makes sense to me because if the academy structure and the all the various things that they put in place for youth football wasn't there, I could get on board. I could understand, yeah, it makes sense, right? But it is, and it's there for every club in the Premier League, even the Bournleys and the Brentfords. And there should be no reason why any game at this point is being postponed unless you have 50 cases in your club. Do, do you know what I mean? Like something which, which completely do, prevents... Or, or just do what you should have done at the start. When Spurs announced we're closing the training ground, you should have went, Grant, okay, are you closing it? What's going on? We have a shitload of cases. Well, it's not. It's going to happen everywhere. Shut the whole fucking thing down. And uh, listen, I, I get the argument over Sky, BT, Amazon. I get all that, right? But you need to go and go, listen... The, the actual product you're looking for is not going to be there in 10 days when you want these games going out because nobody be around to fucking play them. You'll be watching Bleeding Tyler Martin um, back off Liverpool. You'll be watching fucking Yumpers off United and nobody will give a fuck. Nobody will care. Right? You'll lose all interest in it. They should have closed the whole thing down and went, listen, that's it. We're done. On the 10th of December or whatever it was, we're done. Right? We're done until the 20th of December. And that's it. We go from there and we make it work. And you know something? It would have worked a lot better than all these fucking scattergun fucking p- postponements now where there's 22 games I think now have to be reassigned. One being Liverpool at Leeds, home to Leeds and the other one being Liverpool away to Arsenal because it's scheduled on the same weekend as the League Cup final. John mm-hmm. makes a good point. That Chelsea have a million academy players which we all know. Yeah, couldn't find any of them to fill the bench so they had to name two keepers. Like this is pure. It's it's pure politics. It's trying to prove them. Like, they also put Kovacic on the bench because and Kovacic <coughs> will come back off injury. Coming back off injury. Yeah. But this they played. The they started three unfulness. They started three unfulness in the late cup. Then during the week, 
you know what yeah. I mean? So where were they, they have players available? So why were they yeah. not on the fucking bench? I, I'd, if I was if I was Brian Robson now and he was still knocking around, I'd be soon the Premier League because they were they were they were literally so close to winning the league if those three points like that, that three points that's the sliding doors moment in the parallel universe Middlesbrough don't get the three points docked they don't get relegated in the following season they go on a run that makes them win the league like this is the most important thing about this if it was good enough for Middlesbrough back in the day to get the points docked it's good enough for the Premier League as, as far as I'm concerned because um, the more chance we get Veltel coming back in to do joint managers with some club the, the better for me um, and I, I think Newcastle I'm, I'm starting to get this vibe about Newcastle I could see El Tell giving Eddie Howe a hand out on the bench up there in Newcastle just as we get towards the back end of the season I want to give him a slap in the fucking head like. it would be, be great to see be great. I'm, I'm advocating it I'm going to ring the Saudi lads tomorrow morning um, just about after the box yeah. at St James's just just after I finish finding out what the lads do for Christmas over there in Saudi Arabia, I'll uh, give them a shout and say whatever Christmas greetings it is, and then then uh, then uh, make the suggestion. Dad, lads. Feliz Navidad. Now that's Mexico, man. That's your man. It's Carlos. universal. You can sing it. <laughs> can you? Everybody knows it. Yeah, the song Feliz Navidad, yeah. Feliz Navidad, and then that's all. They'll join in with you then. They're They'll just there saying in. random random words, is it? You have a little session going, you're building a rapport, you're building a relationship there. So then you hit them. Not literally. Don't be hitting them. <laughs> yeah, Particularly the Saudi Arabians. They, yeah. got, they don't really take things nicely. Rice, where are we moving on to? We have a game tomorrow. Oh, shit. Um, Brendan Rogers on his scabby lips back in town. Fuck's sake. Phil's frozen. We just keep going on without. Um yeah, we have we we've a, a big game tomorrow. Um away at Leicester in the league. Yeah. Uh, CEB Leicester um the other day, six three. One of the most spineless performances you'll ever see in your life in that first half by Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah, but you, you knew what was coming. Yeah. You knew it was coming because like we said this during the week. When you seen this when you seen the team um, coming out at Anfield for Leicester, yeah, mm. you knew what was coming against City. He was never playing Vardy. He was never playing Dacke. You, you know, he still put he puts Thielmans in there. Um, but you knew you knew what was coming from Leicester as soon as you seen that lineup against against Kev, Liverpool at Anfield. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Uh, can, 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 I'm here. I don't know what yeah, was going you? on. Oh, you just <laughs> left. Come back. Great to join us, Phil. Uh, no, but I didn't. I actually didn't. Didn't. <laughs> I, I, honest <laughs> to God, isn't it absolutely bizarre? As soon as I start slagging out the Saudi Arabians, I just get cut out. Oh, I'm just telling you, lads, think about I'm it. I'm right? bowling wreckage your head now to join Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing the next volume of it. Yeah. But, but, lads, honestly, like anyone that was surprised by Leicester's lineup against City, like I don't know where that was coming from. You know, they went as weak as the, you know, as the not possibly go, but they went as weak as. You know, the minimal amount they put in there. Now, to get three goals back in the second half, that's fair. Brendan like, will have you believe they won the second half. Yeah, um, and he's right. They did win the second half, but they were bashed 6-3. They were 4-0 down after 25 minutes. I, I told you it was on 32 minutes. 60 more seconds, and Brendan has... This will be the longest period where we can see the goal in this game. The game is 32 minutes old. You know, um, it, it, it's... Look... Part of me gets where they're coming from. You you play that game, you play the 26, you play the 28, right? But at the same time, he can't come out 
and moan about it when what he's put out at Anfield last week. You simply can't. He, he's put out his full team at Anfield last week. He's put out half a team fucking yesterday, and he's going to try to put them all out again tomorrow. And then he's telling you that Liverpool have had a break, and he's moaned about it. Liverpool didn't want a break. Yeah. Liverpool were ready to play Leeds on Boxing Day, and Leeds couldn't show up. You know, but it, it, like, I'm going to say it now, we better go out and fucking Malavogue days tomorrow, yeah. and I'm not taking anything less than that, because I can't <coughs> fucking stand them at this stage. Well, Gav, can I, just, can I just say, my biggest concern is, every time Klopp has taken this team off for a winter break at some time, you know the way they used to go off to like Dubai or something like that to refresh the batteries, they come back and absolutely stank the place out in the next game. Now, they've gone, done well after that match, but they've tended to stink the place out, so... After our big rest that uh, Brendan Matt Nagy Rogers came up with, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big bag of pants. I'm just fucking sick of it. But yeah, Leicester. Ball says, Kevin Ball says, sorry, Leeds expect, lads, expect Leicester to try everything at the game off tomorrow. How? How? PCRs, I told you. COVID. If they get that game off, there has to be a blade stewards and quarterly about the whole thing. They can't pick and choose what games they want to play and don't want to play. Um, it's getting ridiculous. It's verging on the fucking farcical now. Play the game. You have a squad, play the game. And I was about to ask, what way is their squad shaping up? Because I know Sion Chiu and Pereira obviously picked up injuries against yeah. us last week. Daka is uh, out as well. Daka is um, out as well. Bardi Jamie couldn't Bardi. take a penalty, apparently, but he was yeah. on the bench. for. Didn't come on, I don't think. I think he's walking. He's just there to fill up space. They're... I think Fardy's human, though. What a place. He's an odd one, isn't he? Because I think he's their greatest player. ever he's, footballer, the greatest ever player for them. Yeah. And yeah, like, he's one of those players that he's at the perfect club for him. If he was playing against sides who were um, like a Man City, if he was playing up front for a Man City, I think he'd struggle. Um, playing for a Leicester, you're, you're going to just confident to enough, aren't you, to leave space? Yeah, but you're going to, yeah, you're going to, he's going to have space to run into against the vast majority of sides. And it's his game, but eventually, Father Time always wins. You know, it's the Patson Daka is a fr- is an express train. The kid, if he ever turns Great into, if he ever turns into the kind of striker who can nurture his pace, he's going to be frightening in this league, and he'll be a right proper bargain. Tillemans is a quality player. Ma- Madison's a very good player. Um, they have decent decent players, but the problem for us is we've got scoreboard pressure now. Every game that we're behind, you know, one game less, two games less, three games less, that and City keep notching up wins, that puts added pressure on every single game we play from now on. The last thing we need is tomorrow night's game chalked off. And then you're trying to, you know, in 10 games' time, you say, right, well, we got three in hand. We had those nine points on and we're okay. Yeah. You got to go really on. You're playing four game. of them in a week. Yeah. It's it's a horrible a situation. Yeah, we have to play four of them on one pitch with four different, with three different goals, and it's just like you're playing three one them, team, three them on one night on one pitch, yeah. and one of them yeah. in a different country at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but you see, you see what Leicester done against against uh, City on on Boxing Day or Stevens Day, wherever you want to call it, right? And he plays Madison, right? He plays Dewsbury Hall, who's going to play midfield. He plays Tielemans. Yeah. He plays Vestergaard. That's probably start at centre half now, and um, because of the injury to Suenchu. Right, he plays Thomas. Obviously, Schmeichel's in goal, but I'm wonder, I'm wondering what's what's in the Vardy and the Thomas Castagna as well. Yeah, well, he Thomas was injured. He back. wasn't available for us. No, but the thing is, like, 
when you look at what he might put out tomorrow, you have to look at it and say, he probably will go with Ndidi and Vardy. You know, uh, I think it was you, Kev, said that he, Vardy couldn't run for the last 20 minutes and Anfield, no. he had a problem. Yeah, um, he couldn't and he, he wasn't brought on against Man City, so is he, is he filling bench space just for the sake of it? But why would he fill bench space just for the sake of it? Why not just bring a young flick? Because if, yeah, you're, if you're putting no, that 11 on the pitch and you're not going to put Vardy on anyway, bring a young flick that's fit. Unless you've you know, got one eye on what Kevin is saying there, I don't have anyone else. Phil, do you think this is mind games? For who? It's not that clever. From, from Rogers. He's a well, by, by the team he picks, the, the bench he picks, who he doesn't <coughs> bring off the bench, then he's telling you that Liverpool have had a break. And I can't understand why he's mentioned Liverpool. Like, there's no reason for him to mention Liverpool, apparently. Gav, Gav Liverpool Brendan Rogers thinks he's the most intelligent human and the most tactically um, influential coach that England has seen in the last 20 years because at one point in time, Sky Sports were running this big thing about that Brendan Rodgers has brought Barcelona football to the Premier League, right? That's that's essentially it. Now, I don't think Rodgers is as bad as he's made out to as when he was a Liverpool manager. And I don't think he's as good as he's made out to by all the Sky pundits. Um, and by himself. And by himself, very much by himself. He's one of the best self-publicists out there um, to be with. It. And he'll say whatever he wants. Because uh, he has no memory, he just says whatever he wants. But I, I said like, I'm, I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan, and Matt Nagy is, is a head coach that's identical to. Him. They, they, when they talk, everyone listens to this. Yeah, he seems to be making sense. And then you read what, then you start to look into what he says, and you just realize he's talking absolute bollocks ninety percent of the time. Right? And that's, and then it, it generally contradicts what he said two or three weeks ago. So going back to your point, when he's given out about having to play this game, Liverpool getting a rest, that's at the back of them getting a 10-day race with a pretendy COVID situation at the club um, and then playing the players back and forth. Like It's not Liverpool's fault that the Leeds game was called off. They wanted to play the match. You know, the, the, the fellas an absolute... Like, when it comes to this stuff, Brendan Rodgers' worst issue is Brendan Rodgers. Right, if if he could remove his himself from himself, he'd actually be a decent football coach. But it's as soon as he gets in front of the camera, he just talks endless amounts of of diarrhea. He'd be great in this part, to be fair. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the thing is, right? He gets that break from COVID, okay, and instead of him playing a really a decent side with three or four young fellas at Anfield, right, and getting his break, right, and getting them just just getting going again. And then going into the 26th against City and going, do you know what? I'm going to take three of them out and I'm going to put three others in, right? And then I can change again for Liverpool, which makes them really competitive in both games, right? He doesn't. He turns up at Anfield and he puts as many players as he fucking can out of his top players as he possibly can, right? As he possibly can. And then goes to the City and plays a f- the weirdest fucking team because as a result of playing on Wednesday night, Right, and now he's coming <coughs> into this game, right, where he possibly has a centre forward that couldn't run for twenty minutes at Anfield, was on the bench at the end he had, and probably turn up tomorrow. Indeed, he will definitely play. He's definitely being rested for the game, right? But he hasn't even managed his own situation, right? On the back of ten days rest, he has made a complete bollocks of of the rest he's trying to give his players, and he wants to talk about air break. Like, you I wonder as well how many he's how a, how I, you... I fucking despise him. <laughs> you, you wonder as well how many of the Leicester players are sick to death of every time a manager's job comes up. Brendan's agent is chiming on to every media outlet going that, yeah, he'd be interested in this, he'd be interested in that. That's going to wind people up in the long run as well. You know, it's he's he's, he's definitely got under you know, the fans are seeing through him now. He's got a shelf life, his his um his mantra, his patter. 
Has, and is, most is, managers have, in fairness. It's um, it's one of those things. But he's also pushed by the media as the best non-foreigner manager that the league has. Kev, he's a personable Sam Allardyce. So he he's, had, yeah, he's a 15-year trimmer version of him. Yeah, so he has he has he has his own style, which he tries to instill everywhere he goes. He overrates his own talent, um, and he'll always get game. He'll always get, do well with mid ranking sides, and will never make it at top tier sides purely but, because. But, but he's been spoken up, like Jamie Carragher does an, does a does a piece in the Telegraph. Going, shouldn't um, abuse, don't pay attention to that, Berk. Like honestly. Uh, uh, no, but it, what I'm saying is, he's saying, he's saying, um, you know, uh, people giving out about Brendan Rodgers at the Lourdes, he's overachieved the lesson and going, no, hold on, hold, stop this. And I, and I done a tweet saying the amount of people, Brendan and, and a lot of people rate Brendan really highly. But when Brendan has a tough spell, the over, the, the overachieved stuff comes out. And I can't understand it. Brendan Rodgers in 1920. Took 19 points, right? Nine or 23 points, sorry, from 18 fucking games. We beat them 4 0 at the King Parent. He took eight, 23 points from the following 18 games, right? And missed out on fourth spot. Brendan Rogers had this team in fourth last year, and I had to beat Spurs on the last day of the season and mm. bottled it, right? Mm. He hasn't overachieved. What he's turned up is he's turned into, he has basically. If he'd have got two Champions League spots, you would have said he's overachieved. I'll give you that. But what he's done is he's landed them exactly where they should fucking land. Right? And that is not how a manager is meant to work. If he goes in and he does third or he does fourth or he wins, he wins the FA Cup, how much is that worth nowadays? I can't for the life of me get over the fact that people are telling you that he's this, that and the other when he continuously, continuously lets that club down. Right. It's like a horse in the Grand National every year that it's in the blade mixer for the for the win and just falls on its arse in the home straight. Brilliant. Tell you who he is. Keith, you have it on the head. Do you remember beef or salmon? You used to turn up at Cheltenham every year as the favourite yeah. to win something, right? And then couldn't People get around. People are getting very upset, but I'm upset. <laughs> I know, yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm not yeah. upset. He just, he just does me fucking head in. I know he does. But Gav, are we going to win tomorrow night? Um, yeah. If we don't okay. win tomorrow night, I, I just think I'll give her all up. Keith, are we I winning think that's how strongly I feel about it. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I always predict a nice win and anyway, so, and I fucking hate Leicester now as well after their nonsense last week. Everything about them, the time-wasting shite that they pulled, their little singing about feeding Scousers. I have never been in Leicester, but I'm assuming it's some fucking utopia of middle-class and upper-class people that they think they can sing that shit. So it's not everything about them. Everything Probably. about them. Fucking Joe. And he have fucking Brendan and his Freddy Krueger lips. Fuck off out of town. Six nil to Kev. the Reds. Six Kev. nil to the Reds. <laughs> I think the lads got, you could tell by Jota's reaction to when he scored his penalty. I think the lads have taken personal umbrage to uh, Leicester and their antics after the way they celebrated their goals. On a whole, Kev. Like I'm talking across about the team the board. that's picked, the, yeah. that's picked the, the carry on of their fucking the carry on of their our supporters and the carry on of the, of their manager standing on the sideline yeah. when Vardy scores and the, the chest is out oh, and the whole fucking. I thing. think yeah. they're they're gonna have. It's like one of those things at the start of the season. I remember someone one on the, on the pod was saying last season we were taking names and this season we're just gonna dish out receipts. 
if we turn up in any way, shape, or form tomorrow night, we're going to have a Crystal Palace situation on our hands because we're well capable of it, and we've been threatening to do it for a long time. And I'd love it to be tomorrow night. I'd hate love that because then after the Crystal Palace game, we fucking collapse. <laughs> you have a great time then. Alison Trent, Matt Van Dyke, um, Simicast because Robertson's out. Uh, give me Fabinho, Thiago Henderson. Please. I don't see Fabinho plays. Why? Because he's on a fourth booking, and he if he picked up a yellow tomorrow night, he'd miss Chelsea again. Oh, no, I think he plays him. Well, he's Fabinho. going to the AFCON, so it's... No, no Fabinho's he's not. He's Fabinho's Brazilian. Um, he's, he's going anyway. He said he's going uh, for the he's just going he's going for the Okay, he's gone full board ahead. Um, <laughs> oh, Fabinho, Fabinho, Thiago Henderson plays Jota Mane Salah, and I just want him to go absolutely hell for leather at this Leicester side with that wankering goal. And um, yeah. the mate, the fella on the sideline, Jamie Vardy, all of them, bring them all on um, because I just want to absolutely bash this tomorrow and every single time we play them from now on. Well, A, them supporters are in that ground, and B, well, that manager's standing on that sideline. That's how strongly I feel about it. Uh, Keith's gone 6 0. I'm going 4 1 the Reds. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be one all draw. <laughs> of course you do. You can't do a 2 2 anymore. No. What? You're not allowed to do 2 2s anymore now. Why are you allowed to do 2 2 anymore? Because um, um, the great uh, Davila. Archbishop Desmond 2 2 passed away. Yeah. What's that got to do with football? Well, if you ask for a score prediction and you was it going to be a 2 2, you'd say, I think it'll be a Desmond. We never heard that. That must be something. Yeah. That, no, that's, that we... Davo's famous for it. Davo tells us every week yeah. it's going to be a Desmond. Yeah, well, now, um, he doesn't fair, know where to be. He doesn't know what to be doing. He doesn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think Milner starts tomorrow. I honestly think this is the perfect type of game for James Milner tomorrow night. Yeah. That's honestly, true his, his fight and steal in midfield with Henderson and Naby. I'll and I wouldn't be surprised with, with Bobby as well, like just pressing the bollocks out and from the defense yeah. on the back, you know what I mean? Just absolutely marmalading them from the you know from that kick out. I just yeah. want to I just want to go in there and tell them. Um I just want to go in there and then show them what we are. I really, really, really do because it gets on my fuck a wick when the likes of Rogers and, and Leicester decide that they're this, that, and the other. And the carry on of them on Anfield last Wednesday is just like I, I probably hate the modern man United them. Yeah. The only good, the only good thing about playing them in Filbert Street is um, that we have to the, that we have to uh, they ha- they have to go out and attack us. That yeah. doesn't suit them. That means they'll leave spaces behind them. I've, they, I've seen plenty of times where they've gone out and said, "No, we'll sit back, Phil." Yeah, Especially if Vardy's fit. Daka missing is you, Daka is yeah. a monster. We're going back to the ego of Brendan, right? Show no fear. Show character. Well, is this the, the same fella? Is this the same fella that decided he was going to play Madison on the left side of midfield to try to expose Trent? And yeah. we went and bashed him four 0 that night. Was that the night the, the, the year we won the league when we absolutely yeah. bleeding? Yeah, yeah. What a two night. days after coming back from Qatar after winning the World yeah. Cup. So I think I'm, I'm going to go with Allison. You're goal. going one all. One all. Allison goal. Kanate and uh, I think he'll leave Van Dijk out because I think he wants to keep Van Dijk for the Chelsea game and he wants to, to, to save him. So Kanate and Matip at centre-backs. Right-back, Trent. Left-back, Simicas. Yeah, I agree with you there. Centre-midfield, we're going Milner. We're going Fabinho. And we're going Thiago. We're going for real dogs of war stuff. We want to get in there and really fucking break them <laughs> apart. Right? Joe Royals, our boss. Um, <laughs> and then up top, we're going Ricky Lambert. Uh, but I, tell you now, I, go, I think he's definitely, yeah, he's Mo, definitely 
Bring Markovic in for an emergency sub. No, he's definitely going. I'm telling you, he's going. I, I, hundred percent think he's going to manage at the Salah. I, th- I yeah. think he's going to put Milner in there just to kick the kick a Up few. Front. Yeah. He's gonna try, he's gonna leave Joe out and then put Milner up front just to throw. Imagine Brendan's head looking at that going, Where's he playing? Yeah. Where's he where's he playing? Where's he playing? <laughs> How am I gonna defend this? <laughs> yeah, it'll be Milner. Look, no matter what happens, we have to get a win. You, you can't the situation we're in now, three points is manageable with City with us having to go and play them. You wouldn't want to be falling too much further behind them. Um because look. They just look like they're gonna steady, steady Eddie this for the next as long as they're allowed to, and, si- and sides are bending for him already. Yeah, yeah be it's in their lineup or their the way they're playing, they're they're terrified to attack City. If we can't get back to where, if we can't get back to City, it'll end up being a stroll for them from about yeah. April onwards. Yeah, that's and the biggest issue. For it's me. the reason why they strolled to it last year is because we weren't able to. Yep. sustain a challenge and they knew there was no other team that could do it and that's why they sauntered and yep. City now if they can shake us off their tails they're not worried about any other team because no other team can stay with them stride for stride we've done it we've done it and just Who's lost Bill? that's 12 players as well you can't be I don't know about <laughs> you but there's, there's now we signed someone um, right Gav you have a question what asks yeah um, huge huge fucking debate on Twitter earlier so I just wanted to ask you well before you yeah. ask that do we, do we have any transfer gossip since the transfer no. market's open no, no the transfer yeah. market um, won't start next week but I can't can I just say right just for everyone that's watching and everyone that's going to be listening right I want you to adopt the five key rules of the transfer market right if a story breaks in the Sunday paper it's not real Okay. I used to love starting the Sunday people. Sunday. Though, did you remember papers? Yeah. Do you remember no, papers? None of us. Nothing great. ever breaks in the Sunday papers, and you always get the maddest rumors on the Sunday, right? It's it's basically because nobody buys Sunday papers anymore, and they need something to drive interaction. Okay, so just remember that. Okay. okay. Um, I hope you have five if, now. At the same, yeah. Follow the five rules. You've led. If, you've led heavy. They've yeah. jumped in early here. <laughs> He's gonna make up fucking <laughs> part of five here. I have a feeling. If if you believe somebody is an ITK on Twitter. They aren't. Um, and anything you're being told, it's a bit like astrology, right? So if you want to, if you want to get an idea of how the transfer market works. Or that religion. Pick, What's that religion? Pick up Scientology. Scientology. Oh, yeah. uh, Scientology don't give you anything. Pick up the the the, um, the, the your astro, your astrology chart tomorrow. Have an old read of it. And you'll see that if you read every single one of them on the page, they could actually fit you as well, right? So yeah. basically that's how ITKs work. They'll feed you a bit. And you'll get all happy about it, and then nothing will happen with it. Right? So that's the thing. Number three. Um, <laughs> I don't think he has no five. If if we're signing, oh, just keep if we're signing a player from Germany, the story will break in Germany before it breaks in England. That's just it's it's just what happens, right? And also the same generally happens in um, Spain. But if you see a report linking us. To anyone in a Portuguese newspaper, <laughs> Red it's says, absolute bollocks. Number four would be sure, and number five would just be number one again. <laughs> number four, <laughs> number four, <laughs> number four. <laughs> Come on. Um, if Andy tweets something with sirens on it, it's it's definitely happened, right? Yeah. Okay, it's definitely <laughs> Andy happened. just oh, tweets sirens. Or he's bought he something tweet that's now. He's bought something notions, but more to follow on that now in a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
And number five is <laughs> if you read it in the Sunday papers, <laughs> <laughs> skip past that and go to the offer. Go to the offer for the gold plated, um, you know, smoke box on the back. Do you remember them in the Sunday yeah, papers yeah. in the magazine? Just love all that. Um, but the question I have for you, we get on to what's what's coming next, later in the week. Um, but um, yeah, big thing on Twitter today about butter. Um, Fred, yeah, that's going Fred, on a couple of days. Fred Flunk, Fred Flunk. I think it might have been late last night it started. Um, but basically, he asked, "Where would you store butter?" He now, didn't. He done a poll, didn't he? It was he done a poll. Where would you? It, there was a big row on Christmas Day in his <laughs> gaff, apparently, about where would you should you store butter. And I said, "The fridge." And Andy was straight in going, well, it should be on a plate covered on the counter and stuff like that. I was like, well, no, it's kind of in usage then. Um, So, like, but butter, um, where would you store it? Now, it basically ended up being a notions thing where Andy had, like, a a designer butter plate that he puts on his counter. And And then he was naming all the different cheese boards he had and stuff because he's a complete (laughs) wanker. But um, where would you store butter? In the fridge. Fridge, yeah. Would you leave milk out for no. days on end? Or no. would you leave cream out for days on end? So well, when you go in the shop, thing. when you go in the shop, butter is stored in the fridge. And the lads were saying to me, like, yeah, but, but what you use now? I was like, yeah, when you use it, you definitely take it out of the fridge. Like, climbing into a fridge to, to butter a bit of bread is fucking <laughs> difficult. Nigh on impossible, I would say. So usage, yes. Stick it on the counter. Butter it, fine. But it's the fridge. It's definitely the fridge. Um, Protestants keep it in the press with a toaster, <laughs> says Garmack. I don't know if that's exclusive to um, Protestants, but it could be Scientologists as well. Um, yeah. Kev, where are you keeping the butter? That's in a butter dish next to the microwave. Take it out in the morning. Right. Leave it. Uh, take it out of the fridge in the morning, right? Yeah. Leave it out for the day. Yeah. Oh, it's cold anyway this time of year. Yeah. So as soon as the last person is washed up, the dinner stuff is all washed up and everything like that. We don't have dishwashers and all that shit. That's why I've got, I've got kids. So <clears throat> the last person's job, put it back in the fridge for the next day. I cannot abide bread that just goes like that. And it goes like that when the butter is like a brick. And it's always like a brick coming out the yeah. fridge when I want to. That's the, the your issue there is with the start. bread. Your issue no, is with the bread. They're making it too fresh. They're not putting no, it the not not like a brick. If you, start, if you store butter in the fridge at the correct temperature, um, I think you're absolutely fine. Although I did say that earlier when and Andy said, well, in fairness, the Food Safety Authority recommended <laughs> uh, temperature for, for butter is four degrees. <laughs> so he's actually actually giggling all this stuff. Phil, where are you keeping butter? I don't know. You don't care, but we'll ask you anyway. What's your butter game like, Phil? Like, I, this is this is ridiculous. So you have to what store you have to store butter in the fridge because you don't want it to go off, right? Yeah. You you keep the butter out of the fridge when you're about to use it, but you have yeah. to take it out an hour before you use it to soften it up. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, we used to store butter outside the fridge. You don't need a fridge to store butter, right? There's, there's no technical reason to store it because we used to keep it in our larders, and that's where that's where it used to be. Um, but ah, yes. now that he feels all that knows, he knows about these things. Larders, now that we have and fridges, horses, and all, that and they stuff. keep yeah, things. He's, an ag- longer, he's just an argumentative prick. Wait right? to see this. Yeah. <laughs> if we'd yeah, have said ladders, he'd have said two, fridge. He had two reasons about the chance transfer in the area and just made five out of it. It's easy done. Four and one again. Um, four plus one. But the, no, yeah, the poor thing is, like, I, I, I just don't understand. To be fair, lads, 
Like you can get spreadable butter from Elf. Elf. Yeah, that's not butter. That's not butter. You can get you know, like, what you it butter. Is, you can get butter. butter. Spreadable yeah, you, butter. No, you get spreadable butter. No, it is. I don't know what the it hell is. it is. It's not butter. That's, that's you not see this. You see this. This is the this is the fallback argument, isn't it? Like unless it's what well, it comes in a wrapper like, in a block. Yeah, and it's got what comes in a what comes in a wrapper in a block? <laughs> yeah, <Say nothing. laughs> depends on depends part of which yeah. coast you're on. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're a city boy, you, you might know about. It depends whether you're at the shop boy or whether you're at the, <laughs> the, the back wall of a lot of Harris houses. You know what I mean? It all depends where you are, Kev. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely not starting that shit in the fridge. Interesting. <laughs> Can I just say in the Kerry Gold ad, they take it out of the fridge, not over press. Uh-huh. Yeah. If Kerry Gold are taken out of the fridge, does that not answer the question? It does. It does. But you see, it, it ended up being turned into a notions thing where it was basically like Andy had like some fella's autograph on his on his butter plate. Um and then he was going on about his cheese plate. Can I just it's say the crew plate um, that he uses for butter, so it's pretty oh, I think I think there's a chance you ruin Christmas if you turn up if you pull out a cheese board. There's a there's a there's a huge chance you could ruin my Christmas at about eight o'clock on Christmas Eve on Christmas night when you go oh does anybody want some cheese and you are rocking the cheese board <laughs> if you aren't yeah. rocking into that room right with fucking turkey and ham sandwiches with stuff yeah. and gravy on them you can fuck off right, right yeah, parts well, I, I want to take this on um to the to, to the poll mark too right where do you keep your eggs. Fridge. Oh, just no. Oh, I don't they're they're in the cupboard. I keep them in the fridge. The reason I keep them in the fridge is because I'm a sucker for you know the fact that the fridge gives me a thing to hold eggs in. So <laughs> if the yeah. fridge people are telling yeah. me to go in the fridge, yeah, you can. Yeah, I don't think it matters where you hold them um, eggs, but you when you buy eggs in the supermarket, they're you know they're beside the cans. You know what I mean? Like you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so like you can pick up eight cans and. 12 eggs and just go home and just but like my cans just sit in the box on the floor in the kitchen and my eggs could easily be on them yeah I think if anyone needs guidance on this you go into the supermarket and wherever they're storing stuff that's where you should be storing there's a good chance where that's where you should be storing it <laughs> you know they'll be arrested if they don't put yeah. it in the right place it'd be, like, it'd be like you going in and buying dishwasher tablets and lashing them in the freezer yeah, exactly. That's where the butter exactly. argument is going now at this stage. That's that's where we are. Anyway. Uh, brown eggs and white eggs. That's Tom Brown eggs or white eggs, brown eggs, brown white eggs lads. Eggs. Depends I've on what country I'm in, Tom. Why did you go for the corn-fed ones? Because it sounds... I don't know what that means, but it sounds yeah. deadly. Which means the chickens are corn. You know what the I mean? The chickens are corn-fed, but they're corn-fed in these tiny little um, uh, steel cages. Well, <laughs> just fresh-fed yeah. with them. Yeah, but corn. Yeah, the price of rent nowadays is mental, so you can't really judge someone on the size of this place they're staying in. Yeah. But corn-fed sounds deadly to me. Um, free-range, yeah. all that. Free-range corn-fed. The more Organic. words that comes before the word egg, yeah. I'm all over it. Yeah. You know. If, if you want a decent right. egg, get yourself an ostrich egg. They're massive. But you need a huge pound. Bleeding things out of my head, head for full sake. Did you taste yeah. like eggs, though? <laughs> of course they are, yeah. Because I only eat omelettes. What do you think an eggs. egg is? If you if you wanted to cook an omelette now with two ostrich eggs, you'd need to get one of those joint pots that you use for pasta, right? That's how big it would have to be to fold it over. And you need yeah. like half a cow to throw in on top of it just to get it. Actually, it'd be interesting. Andy might have a lend of a pot that he can use to make an omelette with a, with a well, hold thing. On. Andy doesn't cook in his pots. He just keeps them for show. 
You should know that. He has a show set and he has a cooking set. His cooking set, is it? Cooking set are kept in the shed in case any visitors come along. Yeah, he has a little kitchen out in the shed out the back because he doesn't want to get grease in the kitchen in case he has any pictures up. He doesn't want people to see the damage. Mohammed is spot on. That's Easter eggs. Every other egg can fuck off. Once Easter eggs (laughs) rock you, then no one's beaten there. You 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 can't make an omelette out of Easter eggs, though. I can have a go. Chocolate omelette. You won't. You'll just make a chocolate bar. Right. Well, the, um, best, om- the best omelette is three eggs, uh, pepper, and the spice pork are broken up on are, top. Are you, are you going back to this pepper again as being an ingredient? Yeah. It's not. It is. It's a seasoning. Does it go into the fucking field? <laughs> it's not It's not an right, ingredient. Well, I'll tell you what then. When you go and you say to somebody, can I get the recipe off you for something? Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah. Give us the list of ingredients there. I 100% guarantee a peppers on it. No, because you get seasoning. You get no, no, no. They, if you said, if I said to my mother tomorrow, listen, I really like the whatever you make. Can you give us mm-hmm. the, can you give us the ingredients? She's 100% listing fucking pepper on it. Because you're going to yeah, use but it. Once if you're wrong, pointless, no, 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 if you're once, pointless no, and they where, don't This is question. where we all went wrong with the likes of Rachel Allen no. making ham and cheese sandwiches no. and pretending about gourmet from a garage. No, you're right. wrong there. At the end of the day, you've been taught wrong by your mother, it. and you're if carrying on this legacy it, of incorrectness. It it, it's and a that's just where it ingredient. is. It's that's an ingredient. It it's part of it. What does ingredient mean? <laughs> it's a hell of a question, Gav. What does what ingredient mean? mean? Someone kill you, what ingredient means. Do you want the entomology of the word? No, or do you want ingredient. To... What does the word ingredient mean? I can't believe I'm googling this, but <laughs> well, get me Collins dictionary of what ingredient means. And while you do that, Keith, um, and while you, while you do that, Keith, we'll tell you what's coming for the rest of the week, will we? Yeah, what's coming up? Anyway, here we go. I hope it's not more of this shit. Is football go, in the world on this week? No, we're, we're not back in the new year. Hold on. Yeah. Any of the foods are substances that are combined to make a particular dish, Correct. a component, so, part, what? or element of something. Okay, so I would you agree, Keith? Would you agree that salt or pepper? Is a, an element of something that you would make? No, because you don't have to use it. No, no, no. To create the dish. I don't That's have a mind of me own. Okay, so, so if, I didn't, if well. I didn't put salt <laughs> or pepper onto something, what would you say? So that's the, still no, it's still be an omelet. Right. It needs something else. It needs no, something. It's not necessarily. Something. Not from it a is. salt and pepper. But like, that's the best omelet I've ever tasted in my life. Well, no. Think I'm about it. You now. Think about it. Salt, seasoning, pepper. seasoning adds seasoning adds to the dish. It, but it's not part of the dish. It is right? part of the dish. It it's is not. part of the dish if you pour it in before it's finished. <laughs> Fuck you! Can put wine into an omelet then. Yeah, it's an ingredient then. It's just, Wine, wine. Hold on. If you're making, if I put wine making, into an omelet, is it an omelet? If you're make, hold on. If you're making no. something, right? Where no. say you're making it, like Andy makes a it's shepherd's omelet, pie though. and he puts wine in it. I think, right? Because he's an alcohol, right? But <laughs> would you say wine is a seasoning, or would you say wine is an ingredient of that meal? If it goes into it before it actually comes out of the oven, before you season it, it's in there before it comes out. <laughs> It's a fucking ingredient. I don't care what anybody says. You can still make an omelette without salt and pepper. No, no, no. Yeah, you can. But I put salt and so pepper just, into just, the omelette, which makes it an ingredient. If you would like to season it afterwards, season. after the finished product, if you would like to season it with something, you walk it's away. Not, it's, not an, it's not an ingredient. It's an ingredient. For an if it's included in the making of a dish or an element of but a it's dish, not. as he just pointed out, from the country and the Google search engine, it is an ingredient. If I ask you, how do you make a steak? Mm. Right? Yeah. 
Are you going to put what your seasoning ingredients on? are in a steak? Yeah. Well, would you would you call the garlic butter you put on it uh, an ingredient? I wouldn't use garlic butter. That's disgusting. Well, if you put garlic butter on a steak, you would, you, would you call it an ingredient? No. Would you air uh, own boxes? Would you air fry an omelette? No. No, but Keith, Keith has made massive claims here that you can make a cake in a fucking air fryer. You it says, can't. It's, the pictures on the pictures on the front of it, and the pictures on it. Yeah, but like, the pictures mean fuck all. It's super quick. Right. Pictures mean fuck all. If they're giving you the picture, that means you can do it. It's like the egg tray in a fridge. If it's in the fridge for eggs, that's where the eggs go. Anyway, whatever you put into your dish before it yeah, what ingredients oven, do we have this or week? whatever else. Hold on. If you yeah. let me tell you this, and this is the truth. If you whatever you put into that dish before it arrives out in the oven and is ready to eat, whatever goes into it, it doesn't matter if you drop your wedding ring in it, it's a fucking ingredient. If what you, you went put in on and afterwards, bought, when you present it, no, people no. will season it. That's the If you went in and bought a chicken roll, if you went in and bought a chicken fillet roll in the shop and you said you get two ingredients on it and you went, I'll have salt, I'll have pepper, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, but what two ingredients do you want? No, no, no. No, no, salt and pepper. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, they wouldn't. Who the fuck would ask you what ingredients you want on a roll? You get two fillings. You've never, walked, you've never walked into a shop and they've what said... Wouldn't? Uh, can I get a hot chicken roll? And they go, what ingredients do you want in it? You've well, never you used the word ingredients. You said salt and pepper. And they just right? looked at you and hit you with the roll you have. Right. You're what I'm saying is, forever. whatever goes into Gavin. that or whatever's listed in the Gavin, list the whole, of... The whole, the whole you've dug so, at, so deep at this that. stage, you've popped up in Sydney and they're putting you into quarantine. Now, what do we have on for the rest of, the, of this week? On this? Well, and, and there's no football in the world. So you, okay, you no, there's no football in the world, um, right. i.e. or a.k.a. Um, can't even Man, remember on name on football. Man on football. Yeah, Man on football. That's, football back, that's going back in the new year, which will be Monday and Thursdays. Ashley else, as we haven't made enough fun of United enough, nearly enough tonight. Um, they're none of our business. Oh. To be honest with you, leave them matter. Leave them matter. It'll yeah. be... Um, isn't Ronaldo was talking to show you, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be the owner's fault in the morning until the cop on the Amanza Spoofer. Yeah. Ralph Ring Ringrack is doing great job. So yeah, he's, a, he's yeah. just a little yeah. Spoofer. He doesn't need uh, any help from us. No. <laughs> um, rest of the week, tomorrow, full-time Reds after Leicester v Liverpool. Kev, are you coming on me? Probably, yeah. yeah. We'll right. See how the day goes. See how the day goes. It'll be me yeah, anyway and possibly yeah. Kev on full-time Reds. Uh, that's Tuesday. Wednesday um, will be a midweek fix, looking probably back at Leicester a little bit, and also um, looking forward to Chelsea. I think Thursday, we won't have that on Friday, it's New Year's Eve, isn't it? Um, and Saturday is New Year's Day. We'll definitely be back on Sunday with the Fatback 4, um, which is on the 2nd. What, what that's day is the, day the Chelsea we game Chelsea. on? Yeah, yeah, we play Chelsea on that day. And Kante is out for that one now. Yeah, he's, he always turns off a Liverpool. He'll be back. Um, no, he's meant to be out for, for no, he's uh, out two for weeks. Good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's we'll have full news. time. It's we'll have full time Reds yeah. on that day, and the fat back for Thursday. Kevin Chris might throw in a sports unplugged for you, and um, a bit of a uh, have another laugh like they did last week because it was great. Yeah. So um, that's what we're doing. But trust me, Kevin, um, coming on to do a playoff special, which is before when 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 well, the when, when is it? The start of January, isn't it? It's the, 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 the last games of the regular season is. Um, Two weeks time and then it's the playoffs. So we'll we'll know who yeah. we'll know when we get to the last week who's in the playoffs. Um from next Monday, from next Monday is the start of proper start of twenty twenty two and we've uh, fucking ridiculous amount of content coming next year. I'm being honest with you. We worked it out and there's probably an extra two hundred shows a year. Um which is fucking madness. Um on top of what we got in twenty twenty one, it's probably around between two and three hundred extra shows a year. Um all for free, no subscriptions, no paywalls. Until next year. Um until next year when we when we 
until until 2022 eight shows a year because because um, <laughs> he's being shut down for hagging over ingredients but now now we're going we're, we're trying to do something next year where you'll everything you've got you'll get and um, we're trying to do something um way more on top of that so we let you know as it goes but you'll see it you'll see it come next monday anyway um yeah that's it that's all we have that's right. And thanks for that update, that Gavin. Uh, no problem. Forward to seeing no all these shows in Don't 2022. Forget. And my fabled um, podcast, which is, still hasn't been done, that might even appear. Who never knows? Yeah, but all it's you have to incident. do is get off your arse and sort it out and we'll do it. That is true. Yeah. And if I can, get, if, if I can sort out everything else that's going on around me, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be ready to go. Your but family what, uh, is your main reason, your problem, main problem. Because they all have COVID now, Neil. And if you have no, COVID, you'd be walking away on this. Not all of them. Not all of them. The vaccinated ones don't. Anyway, can, can, um, you, can you can you tell me what your better half called you earlier before we? Are you allowed to tell us what what your better half called you before we go on the show earlier? Yeah, Phil. Anyway, no, so the, that's not the truth. <laughs> that's not the <laughs> truth. <laughs> now, Phil, tell the truth. Uh, no, we don't because I don't bring my personal life into, the, into any shows okay. that I've ever done this. It was thing. delusional. That's because you said I was going to win the, the lotto. Uh, all right, no. so uh, oh, right, okay. uh, where, we where leave it there. Right, <laughs> that's been the forum. I'll be back on uh, next week, probably. Depends. See what happens if I bother watching the game, um, or if I haven't been abducted by Scientologists or the Saudi Arabian embassy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I want to make big thanks. To, yeah, yeah, big thanks to to Gav over there, um, to Kev down in Cork, literally down in Cork. The only sound Cork person I know in Ireland. The other sound Cork person I know lives in Cologne, and of course, Keith Plunkett over there, um, just over the other side, the Liffey for me uh, on the far yeah. side. Not Walks on bridges, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, before we go, did I tell yeah. you about the fella that said he's seen you down in a match? No, you. um, a lad, um, said I seen Keith, I was at my uncle's match, and I seen Keith who was at his nephew's match or his son's. I match. remember, I didn't want to yeah. say him, I didn't want to talk to him, but anyway, yeah. um, now he came over and talked to me, and yeah. I didn't recognize him at first, yeah, I didn't recognize him at first, and then I did, um. Uh. And then I got uh, Dave's LFC Chats, who was on the show before. Dave came over to me at a match as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I I melted. It was like meeting a celebrity. Um, yeah. You know, these things, you cherish these moments. Yeah, that's what you're in for. Yeah, that's the whole point of the game. Nah, up the dubs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's been the show. Uh, thanks for coming along to Religion, a bit of football, postponements, and, uh, and, I'll, and remember... Stick your butter in the fridge. Work for the supermarkets. Good night. God bless them. Pepper is an ingredient. It's not a fucking ingredient. It's a seasoning. Condiment. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.